Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is episode 123, Saturday Scrawl. More variety and adventure structure. What I want to talk about is something I saw on Twitter this morning. I, uh, as part of running my errands on Saturdays, I tend to go out to breakfast to get a decent breakfast that I don't have to cook myself, and... I uh, was reading Twitter and almost right away I ran across this tweet that caught my attention and activated my imagination and I had a lengthy Twitter response to it and I'm working on a blog article to go along with this because there's just so much to the idea and the tweet is from Panzerlion and I'll have the link in the show notes and he was reading about ghosts of salt marsh. He was just leafing through that and it struck him that so many adventures have what he's calling an outsider writing bias, whereas the adventurers are the outsiders who come to the new location and the outsiders have to solve the problem of the poor natives. And he pointed out how that is a pretty colonialistic way of thinking. Not to be political about it, but that is pretty much what he said. You know, nobody likes somebody coming into their home and telling them they're not doing something right or acting like you're incapable. And I'm sure we've all been in situations where someone has acted like they knew more than we did and didn't make us feel too good about the way they presented it. And so that got me to thinking, what other ways of developing adventures can there be besides the trope of solving somebody else's problem or rescuing someone, for example. And I was reminded of the 36 dramatic situations. And my recollection was that those were actually plots, not necessarily situations. And the situation is more of a rough, rough outline and not a detailed plot. We should think of a plot as the steps to go from point A to point B, like a navigator for a ship. And so I've got Lots of different notes I gathered together in my blog article about different aspects of that. And I come across an article from the Alexandrian, and he says, don't prep your plots, prep situations. Because plots are a sequence of events that drive the story. Be ready with a situation, then you can be more flexible and wing it. Because as we know, no plan of the Dungeon Master survives contact with the players. Along with that, our NPCs should be more than two-dimensional cutouts we should do something for at least some of the NPCs obviously we can't do an entire city but the NPCs the players interact with should have something special about them now not every NPC needs to have a backstory or a different way of talking or something but you can have at least a different voice or mannerism or something that sets them apart and then of course we need to think about our motivations. The motivations of characters in D&D back at the beginning was to go to the mega dungeon under the city to seek treasure. The adventurers were not necessarily good or even heroic. And it wasn't until AD&D came out that it presented the entire wilderness, cities, and other plains as a place to find adventure. And it even presented most classes as heroic. Except for the assassin and some aspects of the thief, at face value, most classes 
were on the nicer side of the spectrum, and some, like the Paladin and the Ranger, were definitely good. And so the characters over time have transitioned away from merely treasure-seeking, then adventure-seeking, to being heroes where treasure is just a nice fringe benefit. But still, the characters seem to be the only ones who can save the day in most modules. And I think the problem comes in Western culture. Those are the stories we're told. Those are the stories we're exposed to. It's not often that we get exposed to stories that play out differently. If you think of the classic Western, nobody from town can stand up to the bad guys in the Western. It's always got to be somebody passing through. Or only one person in town will stand up, but, you know, that person is originally an outsider. Rarely somebody that has been there the whole life of the town with everybody else. And the adventurers come to the next town, and somebody's got a problem, and they help them. Why can nobody else help? That just got me to thinking. Why is it that everybody's helpless? And why should the adventurers always be expected to help? Why is it that way? And is it because of laziness? Or is it because of the blinders of culture that we don't see another way to tell the story? Uh, Because I don't see many other ways to do it other than, yep, there's a dungeon here with treasure. At what point do the people in the area where you're looting the tombs get upset that you're robbing their ancestors of their grave goods. I haven't experienced too many adventures like that myself, and I haven't prepared any adventures like that myself. So this has really got me thinking about how to make even a sandbox world more alive, that not every village is going to appreciate adventurers coming and looting the tombs outside of town. And so my thoughts are... How can we mix it up? I came up with, what, half a dozen ideas that are not the adventurers have to come save the natives. It's reasonable for the adventurers to save themselves, because if they can't keep themselves alive long enough to return to town, who is there to save them? And occasionally, having an object or a person to rescue is a valid idea, but not every single module or adventure should begin that way. All the module publishers no matter what company, no matter how big or how small, why do they need to involve rescuing someone or rescuing an object? We can go back to the roots of D&D and stick to the Mega Dungeon. Dungeon Crawl Classics, in my experience, tends to do things right with zero-level funnels where the characters are from the village with the problem, so the villagers save themselves. Other than DCC funnels, I don't recall too many adventurers being like that other than homebrew. And as I've already mentioned, why don't more adventurers make enemies of entire villages near the tombs they just looted? And in cities, in general, the watch should be competent unless the city is a massively corrupt place on the verge of societal collapse and riot. I think we need reaction tables geared to the NPC. A gang of bandits out and about, if you encounter them, they're going to be more heavily weighted toward either running away or standing to fight to take your stuff. A group of invaders is going to be, in the same manner, either run away so they're not hidden or attack and take you out so you can't tell anybody that you saw them. We need to make our NPCs not quite so dumb. I guess that's the one thing I don't like about the persuasion mechanic. You just roll a d20 and you automatically persuade somebody. It's not supposed to be magic. 
you know, if that's a magical ability, there's got to be some limit to its power. It's not a cantrip, so how does it work? I thought the whole idea was to role play. If you can't role play a convincing argument, if you got to have a role that's rolling play, not role play, if the characters leave their home turf, how can they not be the outsiders solving problems for others? And if it's a mixed group of adventurers, unless you've got a high fantasy setting where all the different groups of different species are mixed together with no big deal, everybody gets along, that's one thing. But if your game is not that way, and say from Tolkien, elves and dwarves don't trust each other, and humans don't trust either elves or dwarves, how would a mixed group form a party? That's definitely a reason for a session zero. And then language and cultural barriers should be an issue. If you go to a different area of the kingdom that has a different way of doing things, that could be interesting. Or you cross into the nearby kingdom, things are going to be different. And so I've got a lot more questions than I've got answers. Other than the handful of ideas I've had, I'm struggling to determine more. And even a film I've seen that was made in China had someone from outside the village save the day. Granted, they were all from the same nation and culture, but it wasn't somebody from that village who saved the day. Is that a global phenomenon of stories? Everything I've read for the article I'm working on for my blog, only Western works of fiction have been analyzed. What about global works of fiction? There's stories and authors from Africa and Asia and so forth. I don't know if any stories survive in a form from the Americas that could be analyzed like some of these others have been, but it would be very helpful to know, are these truly universal? Is there some other formula that we've just overlooked because we don't have the expertise or the knowledge? And I'm a native English speaker. I've spoken English all my life. I've studied some other languages. I've studied a little bit of biblical Hebrew, and that's a little bit different way of thinking, but other than the biblical narratives, I haven't any other experience with Middle Eastern languages. I've studied New Testament Greek, and it's still a European language, and I've studied Spanish and German, which again are European languages. While the Bible in the Old Testament is written in a Middle Eastern language. It is culturally a part of Western culture because of the nature of the development of Christianity. And so that fits in, but I don't know what analysis has been done of the Bible. That wasn't mentioned in any of the things that I've run across. I thought I had seen a list that had the 36 dramatic situations and a sample adventure, like a module, that fit each one, but it was actually just a list of the 36 dramatic situations with a description of a very rough idea of an RPG scenario, not a module. I posted on my Twitter feed that I could work on a list of modules that fit each of the 36 dramatic situations, but I'm not a big module guy. Back in the day, we couldn't afford them, and the experience we had playing them, because one guy would always buy them and read them before we'd play, so then it would just ruin it for the rest of us. So I haven't had a really great experience with modules, and 
as I've said elsewhere, I struggle to run a module because there's just so much in there. It's just easier for me to make my own adventures. I'm not sure how I would put a list together. That would be challenging to know what all's in there because I'd have to know the adventure. I do have a few modules that I could try to figure out how they fit in there, but I don't know. Is that something that would be helpful? And I guess the whole thing is the idea of imperialism and taken into account in other cultures, leave that aside. Do you know any other way to make an adventure that does not involve the plot or the hook of the adventurers saving the day? That's going to be pretty hard to avoid because that's kind of our default setting. As someone who wants to be better at planning and running games, I want to stretch my wings, so to speak, and not just do the same old thing. Coming up with something new and different, that's going to interest more people. And so that's my struggle. So what would you do to break out of that mold? I had just a handful of ideas I had, but that's pretty limiting. Not everybody wants to do a dungeon delve. You know, dungeons can be fun, but after a while you want to get out and do something different. Because it gets pretty tedious, because if you're going to do a full-blown old-school mega dungeon, they can be deadly, and those go pretty slow if you want to live. So you're either going to die a lot, or you're going to get bored out of your skull because of how slow it can be. You're going to want to mix it up. What else are you going to have for your players so that it's not, oh, somebody stole my dog, somebody kidnapped my child, whatever it is. Oh, the bad guys are coming, you got to save us. Why is everybody helpless? If you want to have a game where the characters are heroic types, superhero game? Well, sure, that's how it's the whole point of a superhero game. You're the only one that can save the day. But d and not a superhero game. While it's cool to be powerful and all, why are you motivated to save everybody? If you're a paladin or a ranger or a druid saving the forest, that makes sense. But why would the character want to always save the day? Because if you're an adventurer, you're out for adventure. Now there might be some adventure in saving the day, but if there's no gold in it, would you do it? Well, the paladin would do it. Others? Maybe not. You know, the wizard needs money to buy spell components and whatnot. The wizard might ask for quite a lot that's not gold. Could be interesting. Just something to think about. Sorry if I'm a little rambly. I'm a little under the weather. I My son came home and had some sort of stomach bug a couple days ago. And now I think I've got it. I'm doing okay, but it's kind of delayed getting this podcast out today. I hope you all are having a wonderful day. Thank you very much for listening. And game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated. Follow Me and Die on YouTube. And you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF. 
published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on! Thank you.